0: Me lie, me lie. Got lost in her eyes, found something I like. Yeah,
1: weren't even
0: my type. Me a lie, me a lie. We had drinks all night, put my phone on silent, and I don't know why. No, I couldn't leave.
2: Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the No Clue Podcast. Episode 89. We're back. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And as usual, we'll start with sports. Um the football games this weekend. Good games? Both good games?
3: Well, I don't know about both. <laughs> <laughs> they are fun to watch. I don't know about that either. No? That, not that second game.
2: Wh- uh, which one you want to start with? Uh,
3: let's talk about the second game first. Okay,
2: Packers 49ers.
3: Man, it's been a while since I've seen a team get ass whooped like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, with these playoffs, just like last year, man, for those who think it's a passing league, Mm-hmm. Yes, you're wrong. Like, that's not the case at all. Uh, and and the 49ers just proved that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, the
2: Ravens were proving it all season. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, the 49ers, the two best, it, well, two of the best records.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what's crazy is to, to really, like, if you watch the game, it, it was just bully ball. Like, that's really what it was.
2: Offense and defense.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't like they were like you know, a couple times they called creative like sweeps. But for the most part they would just send their running back to follow a couple of linemen and he was just getting yards.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that happened from the late from late second quarter to like mid fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time you've heard a quarterback didn't have to make a pass for basically two quarters? <laughs> and the offense was scoring points during that time. Right. How many passes did he throw again? 8. 8, right. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not going to knock him cuz I think he has had a big year. Mhm. He's had a good year. He's I, I thought he kind of started carrying them later in the year because their defense wasn't that good to close the season out Mm uh but i mean this team is locked in
2: who well was it more of their defense or their offense in your opinion
3: it was more of their defense okay
2: shout out to um what's his first name
3: ricky moster moster right
2: yeah man great story Broke records
3: Great story. How he was turned down by a bunch of teams. Yeah, Uh, but
2: the coach really believed in him. Yeah, gave him a shot.
3: But I, 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 it's hard for me to imagine that they could run the ball the way they did on anybody else, other than the Packers, other than the freaking Green Bay Packers. And you know what? Everybody who doubted them, including us, Uh uh, everybody who thought they were fluke, you were right.
2: Why you say, oh, the Packers you're talking about?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because to get beat down like that, the the problem all year long was inconsistent play. Yeah. Right? Like the Packers would win all these games, but then Philadelphia just like stomped on them. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers just stomped on them at one point in the year. Yeah. And soft teams get exposed in the postseason. Yeah. And that's what happened.
2: So, okay. So you're saying on offense they were soft? Or are they wrong, or are they soft on defense too?
3: They were soft on, on both ends. Okay. Because, yeah. uh, and I don't want to get on Aaron Rodgers too much because it's a tough play, uh, but they compared it. On, I forgot who was commentating on the game. Mm-hmm. But they once that f- fumbled snap happened, Yeah, they immediately compared it to the Cam Newton play <laughs> from the Super Bowl. Uh,
2: against the Seahawks? Uh, the that...
3: Broncos.
2: The Broncos, right. Peyton's Broncos.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, not, how do you... Yeah. First of all, I don't know how you fumble a snap. I mean, I, I was watching the game with my girlfriend. I was like... To be honest, we if if we could do anything on a professional football field, is one of us could hike the ball to the other person. Yeah. That's it.
2: <laughs> it's probably the easiest part of football.
3: <laughs> and to to mess that up and then like just just if you watch it on replay, Aaron Rodgers just fades from the lineman's ass. Yeah. As if he has the ball. Right and that to me at that point I was like you know the 49ers are just bullying them the 49ers want it more the 49ers are better at practically every position Mm -hmm. except quarterback Yeah, and and they dominated so
2: what did you see out of Rodgers in your opinion
3: inconsistency empty calories
2: this is one thing One reason why I haven't been a fan of Rodgers. And it is inconsistent. So I I won't say like this is a blanket statement about his career. But I often talk about quarterbacks like Mahomes, like uh,
3: Deshaun Watson,
2: like Deshaun Watson, like Brett Favre, I've mentioned a lot. Even Eli, like Ben Roethlisberger. I never feel like the game is over until it's over. But with Rodgers, and like I said, it's not every time, but this game, like, the game was over <laughs> really early, and I, I didn't see any fight, I didn't see the same fight out of Rodgers as I maybe would have liked.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: And maybe he was frustrated, <laughs> but, that, I mean, you know, you gotta suck it up and get it done.
3: The The Packers almost, at one point, they looked too composed. Right. Which is... So
2: to be a losing team?
3: Yeah, which usually usually I love that. Like I want composure, I want, you know, players under control. But yeah. with the Packers as the mistakes late in the first half started piling up. Yeah. It was just even keel.
1: Mhm.
3: Like dude, I need I need energy. I need fire. I need an 80-yard bomb that happened in the fourth quarter. I needed that in the second quarter. Right like this game yes it was a blowout but if the packers don't fumble a snap throw a pick and uh i think go for and out yeah in three straight possessions and give up points each time yeah they don't go in halftime down 27 nothing right prior to that interception i thought this game would be 20 to 7 maybe even 20 to 3 which, which again is, I, I'm not saying the Packers could have came back, but it would have been at least a game, right? I mean, they they made all these mistakes to just give uh, San Francisco this gigantic lead, and they had no hope. Yep, that's why. That's why I didn't enjoy the game.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I get that because the Packers just look comfortable getting their ass whooped, right? Yeah,
2: well, it, it, that that was disappointing, for sure. Because I definitely thought, man, you know, Rogers is going to fight this to the end. I didn't see any fight. I didn't nah, see any. None. Yeah, and I didn't like that. And, then, again, that's one thing I... It's been hard for me to like Rogers for a long time because of that. And I can't say he's always done it, but I've seen more of it than I have, like I said, even Eli. Eli... No matter how bad the score is, Eli is still going to go out there and try to win the game. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No matter how yeah. bad he's playing.
3: Yeah. I don't like... If you're going to be a safe quarterback, you can't throw the interception like he threw. Right. I mean, that interception was was awful. Yeah. And, and that's all it takes in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. And after that, it was the momentum was a thousand percent in san francisco favor they had so much momentum that they ran the ball for two straight quarters without a pass right so uh, you just you're killing yourself with mistakes like that
2: yeah you are definitely are um okay so the first game (laughs) what do you you got any big uh (laughs) takeaways um any surprises
3: uh, surprise as far as surprises, yeah, I, I mean get into the obvious. Obviously Mahomes is great. He's just, Yeah. He's all time great. Yeah. I'm so, he's he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Easy. There's just there's no argument. Just stop it. Easy. Yep. Um and and the Chiefs are loaded, which is again obvious.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But I, I don't understand the you know, and I thought Mike Rabel was doing such a good job prior to this game. But to, to not... I
2: knew you were going to go here. I like it.
3: To not pressure an, a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback is is stupid. Yeah. It's idiotic. Yep, I don't care if they had Darrell Revis and a prime Richard Sherman playing cornerback with Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu at safety.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't care if you put it, like an all-time Madden defensive team together. If if Mahomes <laughs> is comfortable, he is going to pick you apart. Yeah. He is. I mean I don't know what the plan was. Right. You got to you got to have serious face, faith in your secondary to do that. And and just it just made no sense to me. And he was just, and he was incredible. Yeah. Every time, every time he made a highlight play and he made just, just every other play, it seemed like he made a highlight play. Right. Uh, Every time he made it, I'm like, you're just going to let him be comfortable. Yeah. He had a lot of time. So much time. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care how good your cornerbacks are. Travis Kelsey is better. I don't care how fast your safeties are. Tyreek Hill is faster. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that Mahomes had all that time. It just doesn't.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you on all that.
3: And the Titans, the Titans were in this game. They were. If they put pressure on Mahomes, again, not saying the outcome would have been different, but I think they would have had a much better chance to win.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
3: And I don't know, man. What'd you think?
0: Uh,
2: listen, I've been saying for a long time, Mahomes reminds me of uh, Ben Roethlisberger more than anyone. And this was one of those games. Oh. I, I mean, I saw it. He just—he was just like. They made him look so good. <laughs> The Titans did?
3: Yeah.
2: He <laughs> made him look fantastic. He looked all big. He was running people over.
3: That um, Spinning that, for touchdowns. Yeah,
2: that, I was about to say that run, run, he spun off the guy. They couldn't stop that him. That was
3: some of the most pathetic tackling I've ever seen.
2: That, But didn't it look like Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, man... And honestly, I hate when people say that, like, he... Um, like his success is based off how good his receivers are? No, not at all. Anyone could have, it could have had blind people out there and he would have (laughs) hit them right on the numbers. You know, he, he just played, he played amazing and the Titans just really didn't come with any strategy. It didn't look like, like you said, Vrabel, every game he's had a solid strategy and you could see it on the field. Like, okay, he's clearly doing this and the other team can't adjust. Yeah. But he hadn't, and maybe it's because Mahomes is so good. So I I can't really say it's because Vrabel didn't have a strategy. Maybe he did, and Mahomes is just better. Either way, you know, I don't think anyone was really shocked by this. But it was a fun. It was definitely a fun yeah. game to watch.
3: I, I wish uh, during the game I, I was wishing that the Titans would die by Derrick Henry. They they lived <laughs> by Derrick Henry the whole playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually, and it took them a while, I give them credit, they didn't do this until like midway, maybe even late in the third quarter, mm-hmm. but it became Ryan Tannehill versus Patrick Mahomes. And that was a terrible And, and once it became that, and at that point, the score was, it was still a one possession game, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, it was.
3: Uh, I think 24-17 at one point. Yeah. I, I knew it was over. Yeah. I knew it was over. Yeah nothing against tannahill because tannahill's earned himself a nice fat contract he's earned himself a, a spot probably starting somewhere yeah uh but just he's going up against hall of famer what do you expect
0: yeah
2: yeah you're right it, it looked like it was a lot of hall of, it looked like a pro bowl team versus uh, scrimmaging some you know college team honestly they just yeah. look that much outmatched. But um Shout out to the Titans, man. They had a good run. Great. I don't year. think they're good enough to do this again. Like, I don't think they're gonna do this next year. I don't care really uh how good Henry plays next year. I don't really see them coming out of the box like still hot. But
3: we'll see. I, I wanna see if they pick up receivers. Like if they get wide receipt, like playmakers on the outside, yeah. And they already got the the rookie, and their tight ends are pretty decent, yeah. But if they if they add like real weapons, just whoever their quarterback is, just to make it easier for them, yeah. Um, and they still, you know, they live and die by Derrick Henry. I, I could see them doing this again.
2: Yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, whoever their quarterback is, I think that's going to be the biggest... <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I don't know if they're going to commit to Tannehill. I, I would assume... Uh, you you but would assume I, yes? I would assume they would, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But I, I've been surprised before.
2: Yeah. I'm going to assume no. I think they're going to go off and see what else... See if they can attract someone else. And then you know maybe if, Teddy maybe Bridgewater he uh, he would be nice on there
3: it would be interesting to see him on there
2: i'd like to see him i would really like to see him start next year and have a team i yeah. think he earned it too this year i agree um yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um super bowl predictions we, we could talk about that next time
3: yeah let's let's save our super bowl preview for next week we'll see uh there's any, like, injury things that play out or anything like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, Anything else for football? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's one big news. <sighs> man, it's over. It's over for Eli, man. He finally announced, well, announced that he will announce his retirement. I hate when people do that. I don't get what the point of telling people you're going to announce something just announce it. He's going to announce his retirement on Friday. Um he's hanging it up, leaving it up to Daniel Jones. Um I honestly don't care at all. <laughs> I feel bad saying I don't care because I did care about him as a player, but he's been retired for 3 years as far as I'm concerned. Honestly. Uh, I'm,
3: I'm gonna keep it real for the viewers. If you, excuse my language, if you weren't a Giants fan at any point in your life, you don't give a fuck about Eli Manning.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true.
3: So, uh, like, I'm not saying he's like a bum or anything, but I don't care him. He doesn't deserve a like an announced retirement <laughs> to me. <laughs> That's wild. These Super Bowls, these Super Bowls are really getting in their heads, man. Yeah, a lot of guys like Eli. You are an average quarterback at best. <laughs> Announcing retirement, <laughs> yeah. like Eli. I wanted you to announce your retirement five years ago. I did too. Now, now we're he's gracing us with an announcement. Thanks, Eli.
2: You know how it is, man. These guys, the good old boy system in the NFL.
3: See is, is he a Hall of Famer to
2: you? <laughs> we talked about this. He is he is to me. But I don't he is to me, but I don't argue with people who say he's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's definitely on the edge. But again, I've seen some guys go straight to this um go straight to the Hall of Fame that, you know, I think are also iffy.
0: It just
3: depends on how you kind of view it. If it's more of a, like how individually talented you were versus like how much of team success do you factor in? Right. Because, you know, he deserves credit for the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he deserves credit for the league leading interception seasons that he had. Right. Which he had more than once. Yeah. So it just depends on how you look at it.
2: You think um Tony Romo's a Hall of Famer?
3: Uh I think Tony Romo's a Hall of Famer before Eli Manning. Oh, that's nonsense.
2: But I'm not gonna argue it. It's really not <laughs> I really don't care, but I don't think I don't think so.
3: I think Alright. It just kinda of depends on which games you saw from which which quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cuz both of them, like you said about Eli, I think both of them make great cases for both sides of the argument.
2: Right. Yeah. So, um Is that it for football? Uh
3: yeah, I, I believe so.
2: Okay. Listen, um I want to apologize to our listeners. I really do want to come in here and have one episode without talking about Kyrie. I honestly do from the bottom of my soul I want to have one episode where we don't talk about Kyrie. But <laughs> he he finds a way to come back every time. Um so we have two things, right? Cuz we did we talk about the teammate thing last time? I'm not sure. <laughs> um Where do you want to start, man? Which one do you want to talk about? You heard the MLK thing, right? Yeah.
3: I'm not I'm not even getting into that. <laughs> like that's 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 the flat earth shit. That's flat earth Kyrie. Yeah. That's when he's just so he just out of out of his mind. Yeah. Uh but let's talk about his uh pieces.
1: Okay.
2: Wait, I think I might have the clip. Let me see real quick. I think I might have it. It's out there. you know. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order for us to be at that next level. And I'm going to continue to reiterate it. You know, We're going to do the best with the guys that we have within our locker room now. And, you know, we worry about all the other stuff in terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization uh, down the line. Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but obviously it's pretty glaring that we need, you know, one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself. KD, DJ, GT, Spence,
1: Carison. you know, we'll see how that.
3: <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's glaring, Tyler. It's just glaring. I like how he emphasizes that word Like Dude first of all I I always laugh at people who Are like dumb as shit And and try to sound intelligent Mm -hmm. Like that That is so embarrassing to me Like if you're not informed on something If you don't really have an idea Of how you want to express it Don't try to make it seem like You're the smartest guy in the room Right and why does Kyrie Irving do that on a regular basis?
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. It is puzzling. Let, let me uh, brief the listeners on his stats. Because if you follow Kyrie at all, I'm sure you've heard the comments already. But you may not know that this was a post-game interview from his from the loss to Philly, which was an uh, 11-point loss. Um in that 11 point loss, Kyrie had 14 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 turnovers, not too bad. Um but his shooting night, <laughs> he shot 28% from the field. Well 29%, 28.6, 6 for 21. Um he only took two threes and he was negative 29 from the floor. So for those who don't play basketball, or don't know basketball stats when you're negative 29 that means your plus and minus is 29 which means when you were on the court the other team scored 29 more points than when you were off the court and basically when you're on the court the other team outscored you by 29 um and that's totaling all the times he was on the court uh it was worse than anyone else's by over nineteen um and his matchup, which is ben simmons uh twenty six and eleven and I've went on record praising Ben Simmons, and I will get to that in a little bit, so in other words, Kyrie played like garbage, and then <laughs> the first thing he says is that he needs pieces and it's um,
3: glaring
2: it's glaring. <clears throat> Uh, Last year... (laughs) Did the Nets make the playoffs last year?
3: Yes, they did.
2: (laughs) Do you remember what seed? Seventh. Seventh seed. (laughs) This is what Kyrie misses, in my opinion. Oh, well, let me ask you this. What's changed from the team on the Nets? They lost D'Angelo Russell, right? And they gained
3: Kyrie Irving.
2: And they lost Jared Dudley. And got Torian Prince, Wilson yes. Chandler, DeAndre Jordan, right? And Am I Katie, missing anyone? KD. And KD. They've only lost two people, really. Alan Crabb was hurt the whole season, and they traded him. Um, They didn't lose anyone else, right? And Dudley, who barely played. Right. Kyrie. You are the piece. You're the piece. The, the team was great. Without you, you're the piece that they asked for. (laughs) Like, how do you how are you the piece and say that the team needs pieces? It needed
3: pieces last year, and they added you. You are the piece. What doesn't he get? That's what it comes down to. It's just like the blatant stupidity is what blows my mind,
2: bro. How do you go minus twenty nine and you miss? How many shots did I say? 16 shots? 15 shots? And say you need pieces. Shoot better. You only... Sh- and then I watched the full interview, by the way, and he's like, yeah, maybe I should have been a little more aggressive. You only took two threes. What were you taking?
0: How
2: Awful could you be more aggressive? I'm, I, yeah, but how do you be more aggressive when you're taking pull-ups? Those are good shots. You're not going to the basket on Al Horford. I saw the highlights. He went to the basket and he was getting blocked. I mean, he was taking wide open pull-ups too. The ones he missed, he was all by himself at the free throw line. And you saying you need pieces and
3: glaring. It's glaring. I
2: would, I would urge people to watch the whole thing because <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, they're taking that one clip out of context." It's really not. I will say this, before he says that, he says, um, yeah, you know, my teammates played pretty good tonight. I'm glad, you know, they're playing well. But, and then he said, What's in this clip? So he did praise how they played that night, but also said that some of them got to go, basically. I mean, come on, man. Every week. Just stop talking. Take the fine. Just take it. It's like 25 grand. That's nothing. You
3: got he, that Uncle Drew money.
2: Uncle Drew, the shoes, people like those ugly shoes. <laughs> I mean, he got clothing with the third eye or whatever. Come on, man. Just just take the fines, please. I don't want to talk about you every week because I, I used to want to like Kyrie. Now I don't even want to like him anymore, honestly. It, it's... It's too stressful trying to like him because he gives me reasons not to. He's like he's telling me not to like him.
3: But look, a, a lot of people were ahead of me on the uh the Kemba Walker is better than Kyrie Irving train. You <laughs> yeah. were you were one of them. There's was, there's was a couple other people who were uh ahead of the curve with that one. Yeah. And, and I've been saying for a little over a month now that Spencer Dinwiddie's better.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. They have, they have the, you just said, they upgraded. Yeah. They upgraded, and the clown that is supposed to be leading them is talking about, we need to upgrade. Right. And they're the, pretty much in the same position they were last year, with a better roster. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the problem is the roster isn't as better as we thought, right? And it... that
2: that can only be the problem. I mean, Torian Prince is like he would start on every team in the league at some position. Like he's just one of those players that is just I mean, he's doesn't hurt you, right? He takes good shots, he hits shots, he rebounds well, he plays a good defense. I don't know a team that wouldn't want him to start. So he's not a bad piece. He added. I mean, um, DeAndre, he doesn't hurt you that much. If he does, I mean, he doesn't play much anyway. He just doesn't have energy. He's been dropping dimes. He's one of my favorite celebrations, by the way, the picking up the dimes this year. He's been playing well. For someone who comes off the bench taking a bench roll, I mean – The only person who's not playing good is Kyrie. The only person who's not
3: doing his job. If you watch the Philly game, and I'm telling you, Spencer, please watch these Brooklyn games. Spencer Dinwiddie does what Kyrie does with way more efficiency.
2: And less dribbles.
3: It's so obvious. When when Dinwiddie has the ball, guys are ready to shoot. Guys are ready to make plays. Guys Mm -hmm. are ready to get the ball. When Kyrie Irving has the ball, Joe Harris gives no fucks. Joe Harris is doing that That uh, James Harden just drift back on defense if you don't have the ball. Yeah. Torian Prince is not ready to shoot the ball because he doesn't expect to get it 90% of the time. Right. It's so obvious. Kyrie, you are the problem. Yeah. And And it'll take another exposed playoff run. Uh, maybe even we gotta wait for for them to get exposed with Durant next year. Yeah, and I'm I'm sick and tired of these mature teammates who want to take the high road and defend him, talking about he's not that bad, he's not this, he's not that. He's a selfish fucking asshole, is what he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's so obvious that I don't understand why people are like trying to defend him. Yeah. Again, maybe you're not wrong. Even if you did need pieces, you don't say that shit to the media. Right. We didn't nobody agreed with LeBron for talking about we're top heavy. Right. But Kyrie's all of a sudden being a, a good leader talking like no. This is yeah. that weak ass mentality that makes old school players hate this generation. Cuz it's always about I need more, I need help, I need this, I need that. If you're really a superstar, why are you getting a max contract if you need all this other shit? Right. And like you said, he has it. He has it. If he doesn't want to realize that, then he's just an idiot. I'm going to
2: say it, man. Kyrie is just Iverson, again. Honestly. This is just Iverson reincarnated, as far as I'm concerned. He just doesn't... I mean, he could... Average as many points as Iverson did if he, he really just, wanted to. He
3: I, doesn't get the like. Iverson got the luxury of a team was built around him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like Kyrie's never had that.
2: But Iverson never asked to leave. <laughs>
3: that, also true.
2: Because I would argue that C- Cleveland was built around Kyrie. I mean, LeBron came there. You think LeBron would have went to Cleveland if Kyrie wasn't there? Probably not. Exactly. The team was built around Kyrie in the first place I, I mean, mean he they he brought anyone that Kyrie needed to win and he did it and then he said you know what I hate these guys I'm out of here
3: it, it, look it was the same thing I used to say about Dwight Howard mm-hmm. when when you move once you could blame you know whoever you moved from maybe they were the problem mm-hmm but when you move multiple times, and it's just negativity after negativity every time. Yeah. And every time a team thrives without you. Yeah. You're the problem. Yeah. Westbrook, too. I mean, to, it just blows my mind. You go to a playoff team. This team was the seventh seed next year with with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's leading the Warriors right now. What are they doing? <laughs> they're fighting their asses off to get the number one pick. That's what they're doing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're still taking teams to overtime games, which is crazy.
3: Yeah. And last year, deloading loading led this same Brooklyn team to the playoffs.
2: And no one, nobody, D'Angelo Russell's mother wouldn't even say that D'Angelo's better than Kyrie. Right. Like, no one believes that. And it's fine. But who plays better and who gels better with the team? But my who eye test it?
3: tells me that people like playing with Deloading, for sure. At least, at least in Brooklyn, people like playing with him. Yeah, and I don't see that ever from Kyrie Irving. No, me either. I mean, since Cleveland, I haven't really seen it to be honest.
2: Terry Rozier took the Boston team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Took them to the you know three quarters into going into the finals. They were a quarter away, a good quarter. They blew it in the last quarter of the Cleveland series, a quarter away from going to the finals.
3: I just I mean, want to point out all these Boston uh, young wings are thriving since him leaving. Oh, yeah. And Kemba's still pretty much their leading scorer, yet all three of those guys are thriving.
2: Kemba hasn't changed at
3: all. He's the exact same player he was Exactly. In yeah. And yet three other guys are thriving. I've I don't I've never seen anybody thrive with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Not me either. LeBron thrived in spite of Kyrie Irving if anything.
2: Yeah. Um All right. Let me make a transition. I want to bring back something I said on here about Philadelphia, the 76ers. Ah. Embiid has been out since January 6th. Over the month of January, Ben Simmons has averaged 22 on 62% shooting, uh, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. And they're, uh, I think, 5 or 6 and 2 since Embiid is out. Bro, Ben can do this.
0: It,
2: I've said it. I said it on here. If they were going to trade someone, I would say trade Embiid. Ben. Did you see the game he had yesterday? Or the day before yesterday? 34? A 34-point triple-double?
3: No, I missed it.
2: Bro. let me pull it up. I don't want to get it wrong, because... I think it was on Brooklyn again, actually. It was. The second time they played Brooklyn. uh, 34, 12, 12, and 5 steals. Two blocks. I mean, he filled the stat sheet. He's been dominating, man. With... Uh, what's Diebel's first name? Matisse Diebel, starting at small forward. And I mean this bench: Corkmaz, NATO, Mike Scott, and Jonah Bolden. I mean, I I think Ben really makes all the players around him better. And when they spread the floor, and Ben can like actually be versatile. I think one problem with um, Embiid there is Ben has to play point guard. One thing when Embiid is not there, Ben can play point guard. He can play power forward. He can play small forward. Whatever he needs to play because he has more of the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen that in the highlights. And they, um, they beat some good teams. They lost to Dallas and they lost to Indiana. They beat Brooklyn twice. They beat Boston without Embiid. Um. Yeah, man, I think the team's gonna have to really look at this. Um, these last couple games, the month of January, since Embiid has been out, he's went crazy. But uh,
3: I haven't, I haven't said anything for a reason.
2: When Embiid comes back, I, I don't know. I want to see what they do when Embiid comes back. When ben, with Ben hot like he is, and Embiid comes back, what are they gonna do? Just go back to playing Embiid centric, Embiid from the three.
0: Jump my, shot,
3: Embiid. My problem. Th- this is kind of exposed that Brett Brown really is a bad coach. <laughs> yeah, uh, because they're thriving. Well, first of all, it's not just Ben Simmons who's playing better. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris has been lights out the last like two weeks because he gets the ball in a good spot, and and, and they're playing through. Horford more Horford's getting more touches and you know, he's been a good reliable playmaker for a long time. Yeah. The problem for me is this is how they should have been playing. Mm -hmm. This is Embiid needs to fit this. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand. You cannot tell me that Embiid is just demanding the ball. So the offense stops. (laughs) yeah i get i get what you're saying i get where you're going to me the problem seems to be we're looking this coaching staff is looking at mb like holy shit he is so good he needs the ball like he has to have the ball we're not gonna get creative we're not gonna just include him with this ball movement we're gonna give him the ball and play off of him so
2: you're saying maybe less mb production would help the team
3: absolutely okay and to me, to me, it's not—it's not all on the coaching staff. Some of it is him drifting on the perimeter way too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But, but to me, it looks like the offense is schemed that way.
2: He's also a black hole too. When he gets the ball inside, you might as well run back on defense because he's not. But if he's, he's getting
3: passing. it inside, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. He's a mismatch. I want him getting hooks. Mm -hmm. What I don't, what I hate, what I cannot stand when they do is when they use him as if he's Al Horford.
2: Where he has to take a dribble and look for the pass? Yeah,
3: he either has to attack off the, like, a fake handoff, or you just clear out the perimeter for him. Yeah. (laughs) And every time they do that, Ben Simmons is lost. Yeah like he just he doesn't belong out there when that happens. Right. And that that comes down to coaching. Like like I'm excited about this this team's potential seeing mm-hmm. how well they're playing. Mhm. But to me, if Embiid comes back and the ball movement stops, Brett Brown needs to go. But
2: let me ask you this, do you think do you honestly think another coach will come
3: in and change Embiid's production? Yes. I mean, you know, depending on who it is. Yeah. I can't, like, I don't want to make the assumption that Embiid isn't willing to change as a player.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Because he's not, you know, he's not 30. Right. Uh, he's, it's not, we haven't been looking at him play this way for eight, nine years.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And one thing, when I when I watch him commit to the defensive end, Oh, he's a monster! Dude, he is unstoppable. Yeah, he could easily compete for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he could easily, for sure. For sure. Which is which is what I want him to do eighty percent of the time.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I agree.
3: Uh, so so I mean, the problem comes back to coaching. Now, now if we go into the playoffs and 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 beat is just forcing bad shots and and then. Next year, it looks the same way. At that point, I'm going to have to come on here and say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to just denounce Embiid as just a black hole when he's. it looks like he's being used that way.
2: I can see what you're saying. Yeah, that's possible. I, um... Yeah, I, I would like to see a new coach there as well. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think... The reason why I think Embiid might as well just not stay there is because he's kind of how I say a lot of times about, like, Westbrook, how Westbrook is now. If you want Embiid, like, you don't need Embiid to not do, not be Embiid, in his mind. I'm not saying Brett Brown, because Brett Brown obviously could make it so that Embiid gets a lot out of being somewhere else. I mean, if he was a good coach, he could. But um, I don't know, man. I I think a GM would say, well, Embiid is only averaging, you know, eight and eight.
3: I I do think you're on to something. I I do think if he comes back and he's a black hole this year. Yeah. And, you know, they lose in the playoffs because he's a black hole. uh, Then if they're a smart organization, they're going to look at that.
2: You know who I would love to see coach this team? Jason Kidd. I would like to see that. I would like to see Jason Kidd say, I'm I want a point guard centric team. Let me let Ben Simmons work. Let me let um MB be a center and not a stretch uh or not a big three like he thinks he is, basically, and try to take people off the dribble like you said. And they have like some good actual uh, moving the ball plays. Because a lot of their plays aren't even, like, they don't involve passes. Like you said, there's just, like, island, island plays.
3: Yeah, that just sucks.
2: And honestly, from the wing, if Ben Simmons isn't the one taking someone off the dribble because he's physically, you know, uh, mismatched for most point guards, I don't want to see anyone else doing it. I definitely don't want to see Josh Richardson or Tobias doing it. When they move the ball well, and they have a lot of shooting weapons and cutting weapons, eh, I would like to see. I think Jason Kidd could do that because he tried to do it in Milwaukee, and he did it for a little bit. But um, I think he would be a good coach for the team because he's good at coaching young players too. I agree. Um, I I think uh, there's going to be some job openings next year, though, I, I feel like. Oh, I feel yeah. like people are
3: going their to lose. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. I think people got jobs on the line right now, and I don't think they're going to do enough to keep them.
2: Let me ask you this um, off topic, yeah. What? Give me some players you think have a lot of potential, but will never reach it because of their team.
3: Jimmy Butler. Really? On the Heat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And we've seen kind of Jimmy Butler's peak, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we'll ever see it again because Miami just doesn't need that.
2: Mm, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think Jimmy is – I've said it on here. I think Jimmy is underrated as far as how good he could be. I mean, obviously his potential, but there's really nothing on the basketball court Jimmy Butler can't do. Right. I think he probably could average as much as he want, um, get as many, be a defensive player of the year whenever he really, really, really wants to, and like makes the says that's what he's gonna do this year. He probably could do it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Anyone else?
3: Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah, I think so too.
2: I wasn't. I didn't have anyone in mind. I was just asking.
3: Looks like Michael Porter Jr. too. Yeah, for sure. Kind of looks like they're saving him for the playoffs, though.
2: And they're just gonna unleash him, and he's
3: just gonna average. It kind of looks like it. Maybe not, but it'll be funny if that happened.
2: You seen more of his highlights? Yeah. His game is flawless, man. Honestly, so good. (laughs) What are they doing?
3: I don't know. They're taking their time figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah uh, Let's see Who else comes to mind I mean Philly the Both of their guys Yeah Seems like are holding Each other back
2: Ben I think Ben Could be a runaway MVP If he was on a team That wanted him To do that
3: Oh and I agree with that Yeah If
2: the team was For him and Honestly If just Embiid Wasn't on this team He probably Would have a better chance But yeah Them together it Does stifle both of them We've talked about it A bunch of times Yeah Um, Booker is one I don't think Booker will ever Just because he won't win And uh, He'll probably He could lead the league in scoring probably But the team sucks So it doesn't really matter
3: Oh if uh, Then Cat Falls in the same category
2: Yeah You know I, I think You know who's a sleeper to me Um And It's just flashes And I think it's flashes Because There's only like one other good player on the team But De'Aaron Fox sometimes to me, man. I think De'Aaron Fox could be really, really, really good. But it's just it's almost pointless for him to even be good. Just so him yeah. and Buddy could be a good backcourt and everyone else on the team be trash.
3: Yeah, I think I, I still think he's a little bit of a work in progress. hmm Uh like he's kind of like Jamal Murray. Like he's still kind of figuring out what his potential is. Yeah. Uh, but with with Murray, it's more so the team like the team has too much talent. Yeah. With with Sacramento, I completely agree with you. It's just
2: if they if if they traded for each other, both of them would be twice as good as they are. Like put Murray on a team where Murray had to score a lot, like he probably would on Sacramento, and put Fox on a team where Fox could actually be a point guard. They, both of them would be better. But I agree. Contest, yeah, not,
3: too, not twice as good, but better, I agree.
2: They would... Yeah, maybe not double their production. But they'd have... They would both be all-star candidates, at least. And neither one of them are even close now. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. I was just wondering that. It was just something on my mind. I got you. You got any other uh, basketballs to talk about? We're talking while Zion is about to come back, so yeah, we're I not going to talk about Zion.
3: Yeah, well, I'm I'm hyped for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Interested to see what he does, and they're they've been, they've started to play well, like just in time too. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so if right. he could come, if he fits that seamlessly, uh, this team could make a run.
2: mm Hmm. Um. You got any other basketball at all?
3: I'm not going to lie, man. I was really impressed with the Celtics spanking L.A. the other day.
2: Oh, dogging them. Yeah.
3: I mean, Jason Tatum was just just looking like KD out there.
2: And uh, Daniel Tice, I mean, his defense is impressive some nights. A lot of nights. I mean, he's not going to check Anthony Davis you're not going to stop Anthony Davis but his you know he gets some really clutch blocks some clutch steals that really helps the team a lot of times I think he just plays off their energy pretty well and he doesn't he only does what they need him to do and Cantor, I mean they got a good team man I, their bench does just enough i think it's cool how they put like one bench player in or two bench players in but still have one of the big four in so they yeah. still have good scoring options. Probably two of the big four. Um, and I, I really rotation. liked how
3: aggressive their wings were. Yeah. I, I thought, and it wasn't just like, like yeah, they hit tough shots, but I thought Brown, Hayward, and Tatum would get like timely shots,
1: mm-hmm. would
3: get timely free throws, timely fouls.
2: They're a three-headed monster, man.
3: Uh, and, yeah, mm-hmm. man, it, to, to see what they how well they played without Kemba really having a good night,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I, I was impressed. Yeah, he
2: just had a – I mean, he, he didn't play bad. He just didn't – you know, wasn't overly aggressive. He played just good enough.
3: Yeah. yeah. Would, I'm going to be honest, though. I, I think the Lakers are a miles better team than Boston is. Yeah, they're yeah, it was it was pretty man, obvious sure. that that first couple minutes I was like I wouldn't this team in the finals would not or these two teams in the finals would not be a good matchup.
2: You know the thing is, and I was saying this during the game, Boston, the beginning of the game I didn't think Boston could stop them, stop the Lakers on defense like their defense just wasn't stopping the Lakers from scoring, and then that second half came and I mean they just turned up. And had them taking bad shots, turning the ball over. I a lot mean, of
3: a lot of that was we gotta start exposing LeBron for playing for the other team sometimes. Oh uh. LeBron, I would also like at the end of his career, a compilation of his turnovers because i i I seriously if you watch his turnovers i think just from start to finish you would think this is a player who has no iq and yet he's an all-time that's that's what's crazy about him is he'll throw like a genius bullet sometimes and i'm like damn i don't think any basketball player in the history of the game could even think of that I mean that's crazy, but it just sometimes he makes these like Magic Johnson genius plays. And then other times I'm like, dude, why are you why are you looking like KCP out there? Or Eric or playoff Eric Bledsoe. Like, what are you doing? It just blows my mind, dude. Kobe who Kobe who shot every time he every time Kobe had a doubt he shot the ball. And LeBron who's supposed to be a point guard has supposed to be looking for you know assists or looking for teammates is he has more turnovers. That's there's something wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, well, once MJ and Scotty got on him, it was a wrap. <laughs> Depends on how long his career goes. We'll see where he ends up. But, but my overall point was, even though the Lakers were awful, they still look like a, a upper tier uh, basketball team to me. I agree. Yeah. Spread the floor guy. Yeah. he did good do a good job of that in that Boston game he got a couple back doors I mean hey when you got when your point guards wearing a green jersey it's hard to to win you know your point guard in quotes I, I just I took a lot more from Boston than I did from LA from that game, uh, so I just I wouldn't react to all the LA uh, critics. So many clutch shots. I mean, every shot Tatum hit felt clutch. Oh yeah, if Tatum and and Hayward play the way they did, they're they're a contender, a genuine contender. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't take. Uh, I, I still hang on to Danny Green. Yeah. I'm not overreacting to 11 threes. <laughs> it took 20 fucking something of them. Come on, bro. Okay. Oh, yeah, Kembo was out. Uh, good for him. Way to shoot, hey man! That behind the pa- back pass was sick. I can't even lie. That little die came into the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he just coasts, we know. They don't need another playmaker. This this idea that they need somebody else another playmaker is is just stop it. Hell no. Detroit, no. Rondo Rondo and Quinn Cook. There you go. Package deal. <laughs> I mean, was in a pick. I'll give you a pick too. <laughs> I mean, did, I mean, what is Detroit? I don't know. It depends on what Detroit wants. yeah he'll only probably play like twenty more. I hope they don't. I'm just I just I'm just saying I don't even think I, I don't even think d Rose can play well with LeBron to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, and they're wasting him by putting him out there, just like Rondo. They put him out there. He's got to, like, be a ball mover. Like, no, I need need you to be a playmaker. That's your strength. Quinn Cook could come out there and move the ball. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, Miami, dude, Miami, if they upgrade at, like, one or two positions, they are set, man. And they're they're in a rare position of, like, they could get rid of so many guys and still have their core rotation intact. Yeah. Like, they, they have, at every position, if they lose a guy, somebody else could step in. I, they might be the only team i could think of that could do that at every position and, and part of that is part of that is cuz they have bums who play well right i mean they got a couple guys who are taking up roster space who are they're trying to get rid of That's what you get with Miami, man. That's what you get with Miami. When Miami anybody could lead them any night. And and I Jimmy Butler has fit into that seamlessly. How many Yeah, how many other stars you think could have done that? I don't think everybody like Kawhi Leonard couldn't do that. Right. Maybe Bradley Beal. But uh, I'll I'd, I'd be curious to see. That's true, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, they're, I think they're second right now in the conference. If they could, dude. If they could squeeze out home court for the first two rounds, they 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 can make some noise. If they could keep that second seed, if maybe by some miracle Milwaukee gets cold, which ninety nine percent chance that won't happen. Uh, but if Miami can keep that second seed, man, they're they're in business. I'm excited. Uh, He was supposed to come back late January, so yeah, should be. Yeah, I think he's going to have, I I think he's going to take a while to start like really producing a lot. Uh, But again, similar to Brooklyn, they're a playoff team without him. I mean, all he has to do is come in and just do what he used to do for them in the playoff run. Just be aggressive. Just make plays. And Oladipo doesn't dribble the air out the ball. And he's an elite defender. So it just, I I can't even picture a scenario where he doesn't fit the team. Because they, Jeremy Lamb's minutes gotta drop. And at times, TJ Warren's minutes have to drop. He's at NC State again. But but like, I I get that they do that right now because of how limited they are. Uh, But when Oladipo comes back, I don't need that shit ever again. Yeah, I, I like that, yeah. uh real quick two two quick things oh yeah we'll get into the Astros but uh man i, I watched the Dallas game yesterday and-, and i just saw that uh Dwight Powell ruptured his Achilles and i I mean that's that's a nice move but i feel bad man that's like he wasn't a very good player but he fit them very well uh And they're going to miss that, like, bouncy energy that he had. It was nice to see Shamit hit some big shots. Again, I said early in the year, Beverly's minutes drop, Shamit's come up. You might have a recipe for success. Right. Yeah, and Shamit Shamit's a—you uh, can tell he's a smart guy. He knows how to space it out. Uh, so, if if he can c- continue to be a confident shooter, and they continue to give him the ball, yeah, they'll be in good shape. Uh hey man, H- Houston. Houston is the most stubborn basketball team I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how long it's gonna take for them to admit their flaws, uh, but I, I'm loving every minute of it. oh yeah, I love it. I mean, talk about talk about. He's redefining the uh, the expression shoot your way out of a slump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if if you don't even know basketball that well, just basketball one-on-one, if a shot is not going in, you you can't continue to take it. I'm,
0: I'm...
3: Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he only starts forcing it when he's high. Right. I mean, dude, all I heard, all I've been hearing about James Harden is how his bag is crazy. His bag looks hella predictable the last couple weeks. Because all teams are doing is putting length on him, and he's just continuing to chuck awful shot after awful shot. Right. And it's so obvious, like, dude, get a layup. He doesn't even get free throws like he used to and it's because he doesn't drive as much cuz he's not getting fouled as much. And and Westbrook it's like as Harden continues to play worse, Westbrook is losing his mind more and more. And if you think if you think these these 34 point triple doubles are him playing well, watch the games. Watch what happens when there's crucial possessions. The Rockets become allergic to ball movement anytime there's a a crucial possession. It's like they refuse, like they have one of the better sixth men in the last 10 years. Anytime there's crucial possessions, they don't want to pass him the ball. And then he, he ends up taking awful shots when he does touch the ball, which I can't be mad at. And watching them play. I have watched him against LA over the weekend. When PJ Tucker was touching the ball, good things happened. Whether he exactly, whether it was an open corner shot which he would take, which is which is he's known for that. Whether it whether guys closed out and he attacked and made a floater or made the next pass. And then and then crucial possessions came. And PJ Tucker wasn't even involved. Like, you just, you hid him, and it's just ISO Harden, ISO Westbrook, ISO Harden. Like, you gotta have, something has to change. You can't just live and die by your best players' step back three pointers. Can you imagine if Golden State did that with Steph Curry? It wouldn't even make sense. It wouldn't even make sense because Steph Curry is too smart of a basketball player to do that shit. And it's too good of a culture in Golden State for that to happen. But it's just ignorant, man. And I'm loving it. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. It's going to be sad watching them get bounced out of the playoffs. The fact that this team really thinks they're coming into these playoffs as contenders. Okay. Tell me OKC is not a better basketball team right now. If they played in the playoffs, OKC would 4 1 them. 4 1. There's so much I hate about Houston. So much. It's like they don't even – I don't even – we've talked about it a number of times. Playoffs come, guys will get exposed. That's what I'm waiting for. No. No. Yeah, all three. You said both, all three. Right. Tarasi Tarasi would give Nash a bucket. <laughs> Yo, if Deladon got the post-up and Nash was checking her, oh my god, and one. Dude, Deladon, just off skill set, would be a top tier big man. (laughs) Yeah. Cantor probably couldn't guard her either. I think uh yeah I, I that that's the key. I don't think they like should, but as far as skill goes, I think they're good enough right oh no <laughs> it's funny. Have you like you ever watched like low level girls basketball? Whether it's they're actually physical as hell, because like the talent's not there, so they just end up driving through one another. And, and like I've I've seen the two men's basketball and women's basketball at various levels, and the gap is not as wide as people think. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they just get bigger shootouts than they already did, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's getting it's it's just getting out of hand. I agree. No, but I've watched I watched the finals. Uh, I've seen a couple games here and there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> it makes no sense when the when the crime has nothing to do with the game, why is it like game punishments? Like why are you losing success Because of something that happened outside of the game. Oh, Luke... Yo, Jose Altuve was wearing a wire, please watch the video, bruh, it's so obvious, it's so obvious, he's a narc. Bro, they're getting an unfair advantage. Like an unfair advantage that that other teams don't get. Now all of a sudden it's all managers it's all it's all the uh front office's fault. Right. Yeah. Forgot the guy's name. My bad. Uh, Luke Hancock. Final four. Most outstanding player. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I would hope. That's crazy, man. This this to me this to me like you immediately strip success. Immediately. I just I don't understand. It's such blatant cheating. Like they're trying to hand out fines and hand out suspensions. Like, bro, this is so obvious to me. This was an unfair game advantage that other teams did not get. The fact that it's taking so long, like, it, it's going to piss me off when it does happen. Because now, you like, they're going to be extra mad about it when it should have happened immediately. Ah, oh, Mandy Bryce Harper. He was the only one in my time that I remember. Yeah, and this year lighting him, uh, lighting the league up. I mean, we just talked. We just talked about the Patriots, and they got what, like, the same punishment for the first uh, Spygate that the Astros are pretty much getting now. And it just is. Look what what just happened with the Patriots. So, if you think this is gonna teach them a lesson, like you said, this is nothing, nothing at all. These dudes getting suspended for a year—that's a vacation for them. These dudes should be banned. Only, I swear, they only want to ban when it comes to, like, violence. Right. But but blatant cheating, oh, we got to argue semantics. Like, no, we don't. Dude, that makes the chances so much better, bro. People are getting this. This is the worst shit ever. Is people getting mad that it's like a, only a small percentage, and you still got to hit the ball? Like, bro, that small percentage is what makes the difference. <laughs> Such cheating. Such blatant cheating. Of course, of course it happened in baseball. Of course it happened in baseball.
1: Yeah.
3: Bro, let's get... (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, it's, it's blatant again. Crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just people, people can't handle being uncomfortable. That's what it comes down to. It's, it's, it's irritating. Uh, I forgot to talk about this when we discussed the national championship, but I thought Odell Beckham Jr. was a complete clown uh, after the game. You know, it's funny, as mad as people were about him, like being there, there being an arrest warrant for him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted him to get arrested just for being such an idiot. <laughs> just, I'm not gonna get into it. If if you know what happened, it just the two situations that he he did or was involved in that he got in trouble for, and honestly, he still might get in trouble for that first thing he did. Uh, it, it just the idea that you have to tell somebody that not to do that is it blows my mind it really does (laughs) I mean to to me I don't know if I looked at it weird but it was almost disrespectful the way he was handing out money not saying, obviously, I would take it, especially being in their situation, like working your ass off, having no money. Uh, but it's just like to do it blatantly right after the game on the field with cameras around. I mean, dude, if you know these guys, like, bro, Venmo exists. Like, if you want to give them some money, give them money. There's nothing wrong with that. But why, and I hate to use this word, but why do you have to do it in such a ghetto way? I mean, seriously. I mean, to to have to tell somebody not to do that is just stupid. Odell, come on. This is Antonio Brown behavior, Odell. I never want to see this shit again. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Oh, these receivers, man. <laughs> Running backs out here not saying a word. All of a sudden, nobody wants to pay them other than Le'Veon Bell. Nobody says a word. But now every fucking receiver has a problem. Every receiver wants to set the market. Like like Amari Cooper's expecting max a max contract. Did 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 you not see how many drops he had this year? Okay, I'm done. Let's we got to talk music. Uh my bad, I don't. I'll put one for the second half after the second half. Oh, Mick! I would love to hear more of that. <clears throat> Did it? I didn't. I didn't listen to that much. Uh, I got to start positive for me, and then you missed this one. Uh, but I enjoyed Mac Miller's thing a lot, uh, and, and it was—it's was tough for me, man. It, I always kind of like I wouldn't like a number of the things he did, but then all of a sudden he just surprised me with something really good, uh, and, and that's kind of how this one hit me. And it just—it just made me sad, to be honest. Uh, but but I, I had i had fun with it man and it's been a, honestly i don't remember the last time i heard him sound this energetic uh, i guess uh but it, it was fun to listen to uh what did you get that i missed uh Re- dreamer dreamville okay I I have two other ones Halsey and Eminem I, I don't know which one I want to talk about less to be honest you want you want to start I'm curious about your thoughts because I'm 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 gonna tell you right now from here on with these next two I'm gonna be very negative uh and just bear with me but but I'm curious to hear your thoughts first yeah without me yeah the without me was like the big one been out it's been out for a while okay so i'm a different perspective when it comes to halsey if you've been, if you're a frequent listener since Without Me came out, I've been hyping up this album. Have I not? If you go back, like I I've, I've hyped up this album at least 5 different episodes since Without Me came out. With that being said, and I also I liked her uh Hopeless Fountain Kingdom and I loved Badlands. Like, Badlands, for me, was a a personal favorite from that year. And we get to this. We get to this. And bear with me, because I don't want to be just overly negative for no reason, but this... I I listened to this album six months ago, and it was a different artist, and it was Lana Del Rey. and And the difference, and the difference is, I didn't have expectations for Lana Del Rey. Because I had li- I had heard her, you know, here and there, so I didn't mind. I didn't like it, but I didn't mind. A lot of Del Rey doing that. I thought a number of the tracks were cool. But this. <laughs> this is like a shitty version of that album. To be honest. And, and this is why. Like everything you said about not being a fan. This is what this album was. This album was music I don't like. It was It was slow. It was boring. It was forgettable. Uh, repetitive it was corny Uh, I mean it just it sucked it sucked without me is clear cut the best song on here And, and there's I don't know as a music fan I don't know many more feelings that are shittier than the lead single being by far the best song of an album you're excited for because I've been listening to this song for half a year and coming out of this album, it's the only song I enjoyed. And that killed me, man. It killed me. I don't know what the fuck this was. This is nothing like Badlands. This is nothing like a Hopeless Fountain. Be- like, even the EP she had uh, around the same year as Badlands was fire. It was creative. It was... Like a mix of R&B and rock, like alternative music. Yeah, and her voice was so, like, like just awesome to hear. And this shit is so generic, it, it hurt my soul. And every time this happens, I get more and more, like, dead as far as getting hyped for albums. Because this shit has been in the pre-order for, since, like, September. Like, we've been, this shit has been about to come out for so long, and the other single was was decent. Hearing it on the album, I don't like it really anymore, but, you know, that's. Uh, no, there was another one. Yeah. And it just, I don't know man, it, I just hated it. I hated it because to me, this is nothing like what I heard from her prior. Oh, it's hard to argue after listening to this. Yes. That is a, that is the perfect description for this album. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Remind me to tell you something about the Raptors after the podcast. Yeah, you want to talk about Dreamville before I get more negative? Yeah, I guess you're right. What? Why were these trash albums so fucking long? Th- this was an eternity. That's how long this was. Uh. I'm I'm irritated that I even got excited at the concept of this album. Because getting excited for the concept of this album validates what a trash artist he has become. And, dude, I had the stereotypical white introduction to rap music through Eminem. So, so I have, dude, I have a soft spot in my heart for him. I do like, like dude, some of his, some of his uh, prior projects are classics to me. Obviously, like, Recovery and Before, just, he's full of classics. He's full of iconic hip-hop songs. And. To, to listen to what he has become now uh, where to start on this album it is 20 songs uh, for some reason even the two-and-a-half-minute songs feel long even the 15 to 40 second skits feel long And the five and a half minute tracks feel like they're never going to end. And you know what I think his problem is? Can you, what do you think his last genuine hit was? What was Eminem's last like big genuine hit? He had one since then, not that far back in my opinion. Yes. Yes. To me that was the last song where people were like, like the the masses were like, yes, this is Eminem that we like. To think, uh, that song came out in 20, I'm going to guess 15, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong but let's just say around around five years ago. Seven years ago. To think that seven years later we would get an album of him trying to sound like that. I would have told, I wouldn't listen to this if I knew that that's what this would be. I would not because I I enjoyed Rap God, but do I need 20 tracks of Rap God flow? No, I do not. Do you get where I'm going? And, dude, every verse, he found a way to fuck up every single verse. Because even, and there are verses here I like, But at some point in every verse there was a stretch that I hated and it's because he said he said fuck trying to stay on beat fuck making sense in the song I'm just gonna show off how many bars I could throw at you and that shit again if rap God was cool if I got maybe three to five tracks of that okay that's fine not not every song on here is atrocious.
0: But but
3: to make if you that's the only sound you have that shit is so annoying to listen to. And and this album is just full of him trying to show off. He's like that that meme of when your girl walks into the gym and it's that guy just doing too much with the ball. That's what he sounds like on songs now to me. Like, bro, I get that you're. I get that you can create these vicious, long bars, these ongoing, gigantic lines, but it doesn't make sense every time. You don't need to do that every time. And and that, to me, over the course of this album, got more and more irritating. And to the point I mean to to get through this album a second time was a chore was a complete chore and it just it hurt me because uh, honestly maybe I reviewed Halsey unfairly because I was I was dead after I listened to this I was dead because I've never been more annoyed by an album in my life. Look, I'm exaggerating. I have BOB's uh, B. annoyed me more. So uh, it's not the end of the world, but uh, dude, this album is 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 not good to listen to. It's not enjoyable. Who likes this shit? Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> right. i mean it's hard for me to disagree at that point man this album sucks dude the positives are primarily not eminem that's that if that doesn't tell you that this album sucks then then you have a low standard for music. Uh, shout out to Juice World. He sound he was great. Don Tolliver was great. Ed Sheeran was great. And you notice, like, Eminem is so trash. Since Rap God, none of his other songs have taken off. He's made like five tracks with Ed Sheeran. None of them have taken off. He's made a track with Beyonce. Even that shit didn't take off. He's washed, bro. He's he's washed. Just like just like I said, Mike Conley's done. I, I gotta call it like I see it, and, and it's hard for me to tell you like that. I'm gonna be excited to see what Eminem does next, because like you said, I don't. I'm cool with never hearing him again. You know what his problem is? I think is his two most trash albums. This one and Revival. What I used to love about Eminem and what I still like in Kamikaze and, and uh, Slim Shady Ella Two, I still liked. Was he was an awesome mix of crazy and real. Right where a lot of his iconic tracks are real. Where he'll give you When I'm Gone, Mockingbird, or Stan. But then he can also give you uh, Real Slim Shady. Or, or like, he he can go into that crazy mode. And to me, in this album, he's just full crazy. And it doesn't make sense because, you know, him sounding crazy was cool 20 years ago. It's not really that cool now and revival the problem was he was just real start to finish so there was no fun and it just it wasn't enjoyable to listen to and that to me is his problem he's just he gets stuck in one sound there's no what what's the thing you like versatility there's none of that it's the same shit like I knew by by darkness I knew what he was going to sound like practically coming into every track. Obviously I didn't know the words, but I could I literally could beatbox the like the way he would rap before he would come in. And he would come in exactly that way. I'm like not only is this shit bad, it's predictable too. Again, two albums. I mean, I wasn't excited for this cuz I didn't know it was coming, but you know, again, Eminem, I was a huge fan of. I mean, I it, I can't go through like three workouts without listening to an Eminem song. And he's, he's gotten so far away from that, man. He's like, he's just stuck in that crazy, like, kamikaze mode. Like, I didn't want, if if you had told me after Kamikaze that he would do a part two, I would have been like, no, I don't need that. And this is like a bad version of Kamikaze. This album, which one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that Kamikaze was good because it was a blend of real and crazy. Hopefully Yes. Yes, the shit was genuine. It just sounds corny. And it's just like he used to get away with it. Cause it was genuine, but now it's just corny. Just cause, just cause he's bro. He really is starting to sound like a damn dictionary. Like he's just throwing out every possible rhyme he can. Like bro, that shit is like. I'm not. I'm not like a rap purist. Like, and even to me, again, it needs to be genuine. The best verses, the best lines are genuine. I mean, Stan, like, dude, Stan, how many top, how many top fifty hip hop songs does he have? Just, just like how maybe top fifty popular hip hop songs. I mean, I, I would say he has more. He probably has two or three just off recovery. And then you got his uh Till I Collapse, you got Lose Yourself, those are guarantees. Yeah. I mean, and then you got like When I'm Gone is such a classic. I mean, Stan Stan like literally of everybody I've listened to music with, that probably is the only song that everybody knew. From my parents from people my age to people I've interacted with, different ages. That, everybody, like, loves that song. And it's just, it sucks that this is what we get now. And I was like, D- I wish Don Toliver made a fucking album. I just listened to his uh, Travis thing. Now he's got a fire feature here. I loved his album in the oh late summer. I wish I wish I'd heard something from him rather than this shit <laughs> Yo man, that killed me. If fifty Cent drops an album and it's trash, I might I might stop listening to hip hop for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, that's he better not, you're right. Cause I <laughs> i'll be all right yeah stick to the power anthem that's all i need yes i heard mediocre things on it (laughs) no okay Under the sun, right. Mm-hmm. Oh uh 88 rising Yes yeah pass hard pass <clears throat> All right Yeah. You, you know, I'm happy at least uh, the Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers 3, now that it's fully out, I guess. I'm happy that at least it wasn't. Uh, it was good enough for me to remain excited about every artist. Like, I heard good enough things from every artist uh, where, like, you know, not liking somebody's tracks didn't ruin them for me. Uh, so, so like, while we have been negative on it, it's not, it didn't make our worst list. You know, like, it, I, I enjoy listening to tracks off of it, and as far as taste goes, other people might like some some of the other tracks. Like, there's definitely tracks to enjoy on, even, like you said, this one. If this one's even better, then there's definitely tracks to enjoy. Uh, no, I'm going to be catching up with Fo Vegas, and uh, that might be it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yo, that's not good. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, there's not that much good music out, so get creative, find something new. Try this out. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. If you like Lana Del Rey, check out Halsey. No, but I just wish... I don't know about all that, but I i just wish it was more alternative than, I guess, R&B. This is like folk. This is like campfire music, bruh. That basic-ass shit is so boring. It's so boring. And then they, they talk, like, slow on it. And the, the, it's just like the corniest, most basic lines you can imagine. Look, and I don't know, again, it's, I'm not the audience for it, but I loved her last two albums, so you can't tell me that. It's just, this wasn't for me, I'll say it like that. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not too sure what's coming out this upcoming week. I'll believe it when I see it. That I will obviously listen to immediately. A lot of guys do, I'll tell you that. but we don't need to get into all that. <clears throat> uh no, not really. Yeah, I'm ready right now. Uh, shit. I don't know. Adam Levine, maybe. Oh, I saw 1917. Uh, It was awesome, man. It it was intense start to finish. Uh, It's kind of... I mean, if you heard anything about it, you know it's kind of like a one-take kind of thing. And, And it just makes it so real... Like you, you kind of feel as the movie progresses how like exhausted the characters are. It's, yeah, it is Yeah, and it's similar to like Revenant in that way where the it just the camera is just on them for so long, you just feel everything with them. Um But I will say, man, if you're a casual movie fan, like if you just watch movies for just fun, just to kinda be entertained if you're looking for like an action-packed war movie that's not what this is and this is like a more more of a artsy kind of movie where it's it's a slower built like the the storyline progresses a lot slower uh... they kind of take advantage of that tension a lot more uh... just i would say prepare for a slow pace but I loved it, man. if If you're a big movie fan, you gotta see it. There's some oh uh the gentleman's club, I think the the guy Ritchie. Uh, Matthew McConaughey movie uh, uh, that looks good and the, Guy Ritchie looks like he's back in his bag none of this none of this fantasies whatever whatever shit I know bro. Guy Ritchie's like the standard for uh like British uh dark comedy to me. I mean, he dude, so many classics in that genre like then that po- it's not even it's, it's not even like an official genre to me. It's like a subgenre of comedy. Kind of like kung fu like Asian karate movies are like a subgenre of action movies. Uh, and, and it's man so good Yeah, that's that's what I've been missing from him. That's yeah, that's what I that's why I was I was hoping for so long he'd do Sherlock Holmes 3. Cuz the Sherlock Holmes are fun. Both of those movies, they're they're not like classics or anything, but they're fun. They're entertaining. Uh, and that's that's what he's King Arthur was kind of too too much of that. Yeah, that was his kind of downfall. Charlie Hunnam, who's back in this, who again this this looks like a lot more fitting of a role for him. Yeah, cause he's he's a good actor, man. I watched Sons of Anarchy. Like he's not. I mean, yeah, it was, it's old now but he was great in that man he's been great in a lot of stuff low key frontier yeah yeah everybody but ben affleck <laughs> nah the twi- it was more the twist or not the twist the the end i guess i don't want to get into it but. Hopefully, he'll give us some tracks this year. Gambino, I just need, like, two. I still gotta get hip. I gotta take advantage of my Hulu. I hate waiting, man. Anime's killing me with all this waiting shit. Yeah. Because shows usually are like a a definite year. If they're coming back, they come back. But anime, that shit gets like canceled and brought back it seems like every season. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back. Super Bowl predictions next
1: week.